and welcome back to another podcast. This is Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your co-host, Lexi. And I am your host, Steven. Or you can call me Uncle Boo. I still haven't decided. It's y'all's decision. But do y'all ready for some scary stories? We've got a lot today. A lot of short ones, but they're very scary. Yes, yes we do. Yeah, today's episode is going to be your shorty. Not like we're going to have a bunch of short episodes. Wait, a bunch of short stories? <laughs> we're going to have a bunch of short episodes. But it's going to be a good one. So You're a I'm, butt. You're a butt. But I'm going to kick it off. Um, Yeah, let's uh, get started. Let's get started and see what kind of crap we can get into, fellers. Okay. So I'm going to start off with the limba... Uh, Tuberculosis has. <laughs> I can't talk. As you guys know, this. The Limba Tuberculosis State Hospital. The Limba? Limba. Like L I M A. Limba. Um, this is in Limba, Ohio. <laughs> okay. So this place was originally named the District uh, TB Hospital. When it like first opened, you know, and they always change their name. These places always like change it like twenty five times. <coughs> this place is huge, guys. Go yeah. check it out. It is. This is a. It looks like the asylums we talked about because it has like a huge like facility, but it um, it's really cool. So it was actually uh. one of the very first TB hospitals to open up in Ohio, and at first the capacity was only like twenty four beds. And it opened in 1911. So. 1911. And they treated everybody from, like, 7 to, like, 90-year-olds. So it was they had a wide variety, you know? Just anything and everything. Well, and the average in stay, average inpatient stay at the beginning was, like, three to five years. And they narrowed that down to one and a half. So it reduced. It's not bad. Yeah. Um. Their big hospital, like the original one, it was expanded in 1927, and they fixed it and everything. And then it was remodeled again in 1957, allowing up to 138 patients. And we all know what happens whenever we remodel stuff. Yeah. Well, then in 1960, they changed the name to the Attawall Valley TB Hospital. And then in the 1970s, 1970s the second floor of the hospital wasn't in use and so basically slowly over the years like less and less and less the hospital was like in use really yeah that's weird usually them big hospitals like that stay busy for a while Mm -mm. this one didn't and the government basically has to come in and shut them down because all the bad stories they hear yeah well and then this one shut down in 1973 man that was kind of early and it's rumored it was rumored to be demolished but i mean it still stands so that's really the all the history but i have some interesting ghost stuff but i couldn't really figure out like why it shut down so early but i mean i don't know it was a big joint too big place you figured they could have used it for something yeah i know i was like that's weird (laughs) okay so basically they say like the ghosts of the tb patients like linger there which i mean it's kind of obvious like they died there they're probably gonna haunt that place so, they say whenever someone enters the hospital, the ghost or whatever kind of clings to you and follows you around. Follows you. Sorry, I hang out with Haley too much. <laughs> Follow you around. That's her friend. She's from out north. She's from Maryland. Yeah, sorry guys. Follow you around. 
Um, and then also they say, like, you hear really weird noises at night, you know, just like the normal screaming and voices, you know, <laughs> the usual. Just the normal stuff, you know. Ah. <laughs> um, and then they say that you see, like, fast-moving shadowy figures and apparitions, like, running down the hallways, like, and then, like, disappear on you. And then you can see, get this, a girl in white, not a lady in white, but a girl mm. in white. So. And then you get, like, this overwhelming fear of, like, sadness and loneliness and, like, death. So, that's fun. <laughs> and then you can also hear, like, a female humming and, like, her voice and, like, you can hear footsteps and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that? Like calling you to I know that room. was beautiful, everybody. You're very welcome for that treat. Very, very If y'all are nice, I'll sing for Halloween. Oh, gosh. I'll and I'll sing some Christmas songs this year. Oh, gosh. Please, no. No. <laughs> Okay, so that's pretty much it. That was a really shorty, but I thought that's that weird was... though. That place is huge, and I don't know why it would shut down. You figured they would have used it again. That's what I thought was weird about it. Like they literally don't use it anymore. Like it's just abandoned. I mean, because usually the government has to come in and shut them down. Because I'm not sure, but I think they said part of it is still in use. But that could have just been something else. I'm not sure if yeah. that was part of something. Well, it's else. such a big place. Well. I've got a familiar story. I know everybody's probably heard about the old Mothman. The Mothman? In West, uh, is it Virginia? Yeah, West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> I almost said that. It's a little inside joke if you haven't noticed yet. Anyways, we got the Mothman. I'm pulling some Mothman stuff up, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's on his computer pulling it up. Yeah. All right. Okay, the first, it's a Mothman from West Virginia. The first uh, report of the Mothman, mm, excuse me, was in 19, or 19, uh, was in a, on November 12th, 1966, in Glendendon, Glendendon, West Virginia. A grave digger was, uh, you know, working at night, getting a, a plot dug for the next, uh, funeral that morning he's sitting there the whole time digging and something kept flying from tree to tree and stuff and he didn't know what the hell it was it scared him <laughs> that's, that's yeah fun. well then three days later the after the grave digger sightings two couples noticed a gray winged creature standing in front of their car in a nearby uh, town of point pleasant Point Pleasant, that sounds... Yeah, I don't well, like they the wasn't doing town. nothing pleasant. I think they was in the... They went parking in Lover's Lane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they got busted there by the Mothman. He was like, what are you guys up <clears throat> But the witnesses say he's really fast flying, but he ain't that real graceful on his legs. Okay, so like if you, that fast, if you catch him running, he's like out of Yeah, <laughs> but he can he can fly fast, they say. Well, he's the Mothman. And of course, there's I mean, there's that's when they first started seeing him, and there's still reports of him. But the biggest one that really got them on the map was in uh, December fifteenth of nineteen nineteen sixty seven, just over a year after the first sightings of the Mothman. Traffic was busy, of course. It was Christmas. Everybody was doing their late, you know, late time shopping. Okay. And where this town's located, there's like a river or something in between them and the next town or something. There's something about 
this bridge that connects them to that island and it kind of connects them to the mainland or something. Anyways. And its bridge was built in 1928 and it's 1967. So it was probably getting close to... But traffic was busy. Well, the stoplights weren't really in sync, I guess. And there was too much weight on the bridge, they figured. <clears throat> and it collapsed collapsed killing everybody that was on the bridge that day that's sad yeah they said it was sad you heard people screaming crying there was presents out in the river where it bridge fell because people were late night and we're shopping december 15th oh my god that's Stephanie's. oh my god <laughs> that's crazy my daughter was born on that that day that day <laughs> ew <laughs> that makes wow. that even more creepy <laughs> she's the moth man she's the moth man's daughter <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the Silver Bridge, that's what they called it, uh, collapsed. And it connected, uh, oh, yeah, okay, connected uh, Point Pleasant in West Virginia. Mm. Oh, and uh, Gallipolis. Gallipolis. Gallipolis, Ohio. Somehow it connects all three of them places. That's funny. I just said something about Ohio, too. But reports of the Mothman was seen around the bridge three days before that. Maybe he caused it. Well, that's what they kind of speculate, and maybe he did something to it, or, or you know, it was just a uh, quinky dinker. They said, "Well, um, I mean, they still get occurrences to this day, and people record seeing him and stuff." I guess I should have dug more and see who else seen him, but that's the biggest one that really put the Mothman on the map. But he, he still there's. I was reading too. There's a, some. Or I've heard this when there's some kind of old uh, army, like base or barracks or something around there. And, of course, the kids go out there for the local hangout to drink and, you know, be kids. I mean, yeah. Well, um, he uh, haunts that place sometimes <laughs> because they kind of think it might be something to do with the government. You know, coming to some oh, of the conspiracy people. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So. That's great. The government has Mothman now. Yeah. Wow. Okay, guys. <laughs> but yeah, they still have sightings to this day and stuff. But that's the that's kind of creepy though how that happened to that bridge and a couple of days later. And it's weird that it happened on Stephanie's birthday. Mm -hmm. Just like, I okay. So you know how like at the very beginning, and if you haven't have went back to the beginning, you should. How we were talking like about um, brides dying in hotels like by suicides and stuff. Well, this one is going to be about another bride, but it's not going to be in a hotel. There is a designated bride bridge. This place is called the Bloody Bride Bridge, and this is in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, or known as Highway 6. So, basically, this bride-to-be um, was killed in a car accident on her wedding night. Her and the groom. Well, apparently now they both haunt the, uh, like, road, the bridge. So, that's the, like, folklore legend thing. Well, this is, like, the ghost stuff that people have seen and their um, experiences. One night, um, someone was parked, like, on the bridge around midnight, you know, and then... The bride and the groom, who's dead, both appeared in the back seat of this woman's car. <laughs> mm. So, and then 
the people say like strange apparitions 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 and then like <laughs> fog and like weird rocks just like come out of nowhere like okay the Helltown rock how that just appeared like stuff oh like yeah that. stuff like that just appears out of nowhere oh my god it's like bizarre um and then this one time this police officer hit this like bride ghost and then like stopped and was looking around for her and she ended up being in the backseat of his car which I was like, <laughs> I think I would have told them I'm not going back to that bridge ever again. Yeah. Well, then also people see a bloody woman in white, like walking around and leading people to the uh, bridge. Hmm. But then like people like I've re I've researched this one a lot. There's like the cops, I guess, got involved in it. They're like, there's actually no evidence of like somebody dying here. But it could have been, like, from, like, way back when. Yeah, it could have been, like, from the 20s or the 30s. When they really didn't keep records. So, I mean. That and a fire might have happened. True. So, number of things. Well, I mean, it was a car accident, but, like, whatever. Like, there are, you know, any, a number of well, things too, could Well, too, if happen. it's a small town, especially back then, a lot of stuff didn't get put in the paper. Yeah. So, it's kind of like a folklore thing, but also, you know. But I, it was like a bridge, so I was like, I felt like I had to do my duty and do my places. So. I haven't been writing times down. Oh, I you have. have. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. So, that one's another shorty, but what, what do you got? Or you want me to do another one before you do your last one? I got two more, Senor Butthead. Oh, sorry. Golly. We've only been doing this for 13 minutes, and you've done two. I have, I have a lot left. And I've done one. Do you want me to go and do my other one? Hmm? You want me to do another one? Yeah, do another one real quick, because it's one about the babysitter. is pretty short, too. I'll I... look it up on the computer. Okay. Well, this is Hotel Hell. Hotel Hell. This is in Maribel, Wisconsin. Look it up. Remember last time I tried that, Gordon Ramsay's stuff kept coming up. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we tried. We already rec really recorded this episode, but we had a recording issue, so we stopped. <laughs> yeah, that is stupid. So, anyway, this is Hotel Hell in Maribel, Wisconsin. Basically, it's actually called, like, the Maribel Caves Hotel, and they call it that because, like, the neighboring um, Maribel Caves, but it's called Hotel Hell because of, well, everything else I'm about to tell you. So, this building has been burned three times throughout its history. And each time, it's been the exact date, but like a different year. So, they rebuilt it twice, and the last time they just said forget it and just left it. The first fire was in the 20s, the last fire was in the 30s, and the last fire, everyone died in their sleep. Hey, God. Yeah. They say that there's skeletal remains, like, remaining on the third floor in the basement. But if you look in the pictures, there's no, like, inside frame. It's just, like, the outside frame, if that makes sense. Like, there's no walls or anything of the inside. It's just, like, the outside framework, if you get what I mean. Well, apparently, when it was still a hotel, uh, guests went psycho and killed everybody in the hotel. Like, it was a mass what? murder. Yeah. A guest so, went psycho and killed everybody. Yep. And it was like a mass murder frenzy. And he also committed suicide afterwards. Wow. What a lucky little... Yeah. 
Well, after that happened, it attracted, you know, some local witches. It attracted, a vo- like, a cult of voodoo witches. Well, then, they uh, did secret ritual- rituals in this <laughs> hotel. And they cursed the land. And whenever they did that, they were, um, they opened, apparently or opened a portal to hell. That's always lovely. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, nothing, just opened a portal to hell. Yeah, whenever they did that, they, they, because they opened it through a fountain in the front. Whenever they did that, it terrorized the entire town and pretty much, like, <laughs> made the town go crazy. That's nuts. So, then the, another coven came by. And they were like, we got to fix this. So they fixed it, came to the rescue, and basically they trapped the evil within the vicinity of the hotel, like within the gates. And, yeah, so that's one reason why it's called Hotel Hell, because, you know, apparently it was hell. That's still nuts. Somebody got up and killed everybody in the damn hotel. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but he was psycho, I guess. (laughs) And then whenever it first opened, I guess it was a spa for, like, the rich before it, you know, became the worst uh, hotel on earth. <laughs> I think that's the one where a bunch of gangsters would go hide out and stuff, yeah. too. Um, the, it said during pro, Prohibition. Prohibition, yeah. Yeah. Um, Al Capone and John Dillinger. Did John Dillinger stayed there? Yeah, I figured they would because I heard about that place. Yeah, they ran a moonshine business there, and they also did a water company out of the hotel next door. Ah, or but I didn't, I didn't know it had that many fires, and I didn't know somebody got pissed off in the middle of the night and killed everybody. Yeah, they had underground tunnels as well, and they apparently there's treasure underneath there. But, you know, of course, the authority is really yeah. like, that doesn't, what? <laughs> so go, you should go for yourself. <laughs> oh, wait, no, don't do that, because it's private property. I'll get shot. <laughs> don't do that. Um, this... You can't do that because there's also under surveillance and like it's if you believe in the ghost stuff and it's actually a part of to hell you'll probably get possessed the minute you walk in there but like it's under surveillance it's an enclosed property private property like it's also kind of like in the woods sort of so people are really, you know how rich people are about their properties and i mean so okay there's been so many sightings and, okay, there's no flooring, as I said this before. So there's been sightings of, like, people peering out of the windows, but there's no windows and there's no flooring. It's just, like, the rock. Oh, my God. So people see that. And then they get, like, a strange odor, like, out of the where the bathroom used to be. Yeah. Or one of the bathrooms, like, a disgusting odor. Well, then, apparently, like, leftover objects, like, from the, like, fire and stuff levitate wow i think i want to go see that place (laughs) and then they hear strange noises and voices and uh screams from the basement where apparently the skeleton remains are oh my god so um there's books upstairs they said but there's no flooring so that i don't understand well, maybe the flooring, they had the books and stuff up there, and the floor was good, and then the floor rotted. I don't know. I really don't. Or if there's a fire. Yeah, but this, I don't know. They said there used to be books up there, and like then they used to burst into flames like all the time, like by themselves. I don't know. It was weird. Um, there was also like a bunch of blood on the walls from the massacre still. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, 
And apparently, if it's a dare, it's a dare. If you shine the, a light at the second story, like anywhere, a ghost will shine it right back at you. Yeah. So let's go do that. Yeah, <laughs> let's see if it's true. No, and I like it to be true and it'll happen. Or something will jump out of us and be like, ah. <laughs> so, okay. That's that place. You want to do your babysitter story? Yeah, I was trying to see the pictures. I found, actually, the, when I was doing the research on it, I found the murder pictures. guess if I can't do that, then I'll just go ahead with my story. Well, do it, baby. Shut your face. Anyways, here we go. On March 18th, 1950, Ed Romack and his pregnant wife, Anne, decided to go out for dinner. The couple often used the uh, neighborhood babysitter, Janet, she watched her three-year-old son, Craig, all the time. So they was pretty comfortable with her watching the kid. But uh, Ed was kind of worried about going out and leaving her alone with the kids with the babysitter because there was a, a less than a mile from the house, there was a murder that happened six months before this one. Oh. And it was another babysitter. So he was kind of leery at first, but, he, you know, I guess they decided to just do it. So at eleven, are getting targeted. Yeah. Well, the she came over, watched the kids and all that, and then the the kid went to bed. So she was just chilling on the couch, I guess. And at eleven o'clock, a um, the uh, policeman got a phone call from a woman screaming, "Help! Help! Help!" But this happened in 1950, people, and. Where technology sucked back then, so they didn't know where she was. She didn't tell them an address, so they couldn't go check it out. And oh, so they literally they couldn't do anything. Yeah, literally could not do nothing. I mean, she's screaming, "Help! What are you gonna do?" Oh, that sucks. But uh, she ended up. They uh, when the uh, people came home, the baby was fine, but Janet was dead, raped, beaten, stabbed. Oh. Yeah, and even the telephone cord, he used that, too, to choke her on wow. top of everything else. It was kind of a gory scene because the young lady was down, and the guy, and you could see her panties were ripped off. Yeah. But the baby was fine? Yeah, he didn't mess with the kid. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I remember but this. But that, that story right there is for all the baby stories. Say about say, because I remember, like, When a Stranger Calls. Yes. That one. I love that movie. I mean, it's like, but I love, that's one of my favorite ones. Also, I remember this urban legend thing. It's like this babysitter, she walked into their room and she saw this like clown on a rocking chair. Oh, yes. And they, she called the ba the parents and she was like, hey, can I move this clown? It's really creeping me out. And she, they go, we don't have like a, that size clown. They have like other clowns, but not like that. It was like this huge like person clown. And they're like, we don't have that. And I guess like. It attacked her, and she disappeared. <laughs> well, the one I heard, she calls the parents, and they're like, what? We don't have a clown. And she and he said, quietly, go get the kids and get the hell out of the house and call the cops. Sure enough, they showed up. She got out of the house, and the cops went in there and found, a, found, that, found that guy. Oh, that's... <laughs> that's even creepier just him just waiting so yeah so what would you much rather have the clown just attack you and take you or come home to see him like mm, what's up y'all and not touch you what would you want um i don't really 
I don't want to be taken, but at the same time, I really don't want it to just be like, taken. when are you going to like do something? Like, I don't want to come arrest you and you punch me in the face. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's I don't like clowns. Why does it always have to be clowns? Okay. It's just the way we are now. So, I'm going to be doing the Sinsabath, Sinsabath? Um, tunnel. This is in Kingsport, Tennessee. Now, if I'm not saying this right, we always put in our description what we're going to be talking about. So, if you don't oh, know... Oh, and I'm sorry, that baby story was from Ohio. Wow, there's so many stories from Ohio right now. Um, but this one's from Tennessee, not Ohio. But, like, if you guys don't know what I'm trying to say about the t title of this thing, just check out the description. So, this is the Sensabath Tunnel, I think. That's what it's called. In Kingsport, Tennessee. So, this story has three different versions on why it is the way it is. But, basically, this is a folklore. But it's a place, too. So, like... Okay. So, this place was built in the 1920s. And, um... Sorry, I was writing down my time. Um, it was named after the man who owned the land. His name was Edward Sensabath. That's why it was, you know, named that. Well, in the first version of why the land, the why the tunnel is the way it is, Edward, you know, saw the homeless man and he was like, hey, come on, stay with me till you can get back on your feet or whatever. Let me feed you. Let me do this. Well, he woke up um, to the homeless guy stealing jewelry. So Edward had, you know, he woke up to this noise and he had a gun. And um, then the homeless guy grabbed the Edward's baby and used it as a shield. I'll eat your baby. Pretty much. Give me your baby. Yeah, he used it as a shield. And you I like mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, mm -hmm. Edward wasn't going to shoot the baby. So he, like, the homeless guy got her away and drowned the baby in the oh, tunnel. Oh, God. Then the second God version is that. Um, Edward went mad and killed his entire family and then threw the bodies in the tunnel. And then the third version, which is like everyone thinks is like the most, like probably like the truest one or like the like one that probably happened. Um, basically, he lived till he was like his old age and everything was fine. And then towards the end, um, teens like went in and were vandalizing him and being stupid. So like he would go hide at one end of the tunnel like the exit part and just make scary noises and scare them like to this like not going in so yeah but i was confused because like at some pictures like it used to be a railroad i guess like a railroad tunnel in the old older days and then i saw it filled with water a little bit and also apparently you can drive your car through it so i'm not really sure what kind of tunnel this is well, that's what I'm looking at the pictures right now, because. But the legend is that if you shut your car engine off in the middle of the tunnel, you can um, hear the baby's cry of the baby that apparently died and hear Edward's footsteps. And also the shadow of a woman appears in your backseat and your car won't start. Mmm, <laughs> Lovely. But I could, I don't really know exactly, like, if it's a water tunnel or a drive-through tunnel or, like, Because exactly these are all the same is. tunnel. I guess it just depends because, like, this picture, <laughs> it's fine. There's some water, but I, I guess know. it's, like, not, like, deep, deep water like I thought it was. Because I looked, but I really couldn't tell like, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's hard so. to tell. 
Maybe you guys can look and decide for yourself, like, what it is, so. You people, your fan, our fans from Tennessee, uh, email us or get us on Facebook. Tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You want me to tell one more before you do yours? Yeah, because it'll be my last one of Doodly Town. Doodly, doodly, freaking do. Doodly Town. Not Doodly Town. Doodly Town. Doodly Town. Okay. Now, when I say this name, I'm, don't Butchering it. No. Butcher. Butcher. No, like, don't think of what I think everyone's going to think of. This is the historic Cyril Weed House. Okay. So, this is in Savannah, Georgia. Okay, and the reason this thing has two different last names is because it had two owners. So, I'm going to say that now. Normally, if it's like a historic house, it only has one owner. But mm-hmm. So, basically, this house was built in the 1840s for a shipping merchant called um, Francis Sorrell, the fo- the first owner. Well, him and his family lived there for about, like, 20 years until 1859. Then he decided to sell the property. Don't know why. Um, so then this guy named Henry D. Weed purchased it, and he was there until 1914. Well, then it was abandoned from 1914 to 1940. And then in 1952, I mean, 1954, the state, you know, made it a landmark and claimed it. Well, the uh, going back to the 1800s, the uh, plans for the house, um, they started in 1835. Like, the plans were drawn up and then, but it took five years for it to complete. Just to draw the plans up? And figure out, like, what they wanted to oh do Oh, my God. It. Five years? What a bunch of dummies. And they only, they spent, like, $12,000. Well, when was it built? It was built eighteen. Th- well, it started in eighteen thirty-five. Well, see, back then that was a lot of money, fifteen hundred dollars. No, well, twelve, but twelve hundred still has a lot of money. So, apparently, there was this. Um, well, I mean, back then, you know, slaves were like a huge thing, so they had slave quarters. You know, well, Francis liked, you know, to uh, hook up with them. Well, he had this one that he was really into, but he was also married. Well, his wife found out and committed suicide. Oh, my God. So, but then... Golly, that house was built for that much? No wonder. Mm-hmm. Well, back then, that was probably... I mean, it's still a beautiful house. Back then, that was like the White House. Yeah, y'all should go check it out. Um, but his wife committed suicide from the second story... And um, then the slave girl did the same thing. Wow. Um, she hung herself. So, yeah. That was, that was sad. But also people think that Francis murdered them. So that way they wouldn't go and say anything or, like, try to get a divorce. The wife mm. wouldn't get a divorce from him. So. He might have just kind of helped them, you know, kind of jump off the second the story. Yeah. Well, because the wife looked like she was pushed and not jumped. So, like, wow. I don't know. But I'm guessing that's why he left, you know, and sold it. <laughs> so. He's like, I'll sell my place and kill everybody so no one knows what I did. Mm-hmm. So, basically what, you know, you can hear and see there is shadowy figures, voices. Um, and get this, the lady in white has returned. You can see her there, too. Wow. And, you know, just like the usual apparitions, hear voices, all that jazz. <laughs> and then um, ghost hunters have actually checked this house out. 
And this show I didn't know existed, but it's called If Walls Could Talk. They check that out too. So Wow. And I'm just gonna say this because I thought it was interesting. Well, so this is a museum. This is a picture from there. Ew. Yeah. Look how he's dre- look how he looks like he's dressed in older older times. Ew. Oh man. Um so this is a museum and they do like after hours paranormal tours. They do an after-hour paranormal investigation for like fifty dollars per person. Then they do an after-hours paranormal lock-in for one hundred and twenty-five dollars per person. Mm. And then like private investigators or like investigation teams and like stuff can go in. So like that's cool. Oh my gosh! Look at this picture. You see that? Yeah, I couldn't see around mics for a second. <laughs> but sorry. Um. It. Yeah, but that's it. But and they say in Savannah's a pretty old town, and it yeah they say it's got a lot of hauntings there in Savannah. There's a lighthouse too, I believe, that's haunted. Mm. Ooh, here's a picture closer of that guy. Ew, yeah, y'all need to check out the pictures because we're finding some stuff right it's now. It's right in the background, man. I'd, ooh, mm. that would be uh, crazy. You want to do your story? Yeah. Cray cray. So, Sorry, this store is not, I mean, this episode is not like our best episode, but. But we're going to get through it, guys. We're all in it together. All right. My story is about Doodly. Doodly. Town? <laughs> not Doody Town. Doodly Town. Doodly Town. Doody Town. Damn it. Sorry, he's messing with stuff. He. We, like, you know, he has his computer and he's trying to look up pictures. He well, I wanted to see. This is like an old abandoned town from, like, 1700s. It didn't last long at all. We should go make, it, like, it's it. The it town over. looks like it's stuck in time. Medieval times. Kind of, in a way. Yeah, look uh, at Romeo that. and Juliet. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, that's oh my it right gosh. there. Yeah. Wow, I yeah, love it's that. It's like stuck. See, look at that's all, all the pictures and stuff around it. I love that so much. Anyways, yeah, go look this town up. It's a doodly. Not duty, doodly. Doodly <laughs> town. Uh, so go check that out. They got some. It's it's like it's stuck back in time. But legend says that the centuries-old curse was placed upon the town. When where was that? Oh, well, where did go about the okay? The Duluth, okay, anyways. Oh, here we go. Sorry, guys. The legend says that the centuries old curse was placed upon the town, not by the Doodlies, it kind of was put, it was placed on them back in uh, Europe. When King Henry the Fifth, it looks like. Yeah, I don't know my Norman rule, so don't ask me. So King Henry the Fifth arrested um, Amud, Amud, Emid, Emid, Emid Doodley was beheaded for being a traitor and cursed the whole family. They Dang, have punishments that, back then. Yeah. He cursed the whole family and cursed their name, and that people have never been the same since. They've always had bad luck. That old. So if you're dating out there, don't run across. If any, if you run across somebody named Doodly, uh, don't date them. Don't talk to them because they're bad luck. 
<laughs> Someone's with that last name's gonna come yeah. out of this. But it was placed on them, you know, back then. And uh, the town, it turned into a horrible place. People were committing suicide that did stay. And if you did stay, you went fucking nuts, supposedly. You went bat crap crazy. So by the 1800s, this town, by the 1800s, this town was already abandoned. When did the town open? I didn't. I haven't said that yet. Oh. Yeah, but by the 1800s, it was abandoned. It became famous as the Amer- America's oldest village of the damned. So that was like one of the one of the oldest. That was an oldest uh, abandoned. Started, it turned out it was a village at first. And yeah, it's the oldest abandoned village. It does look like it is stuck in time. Yeah, like it looks like something out of Romeo and Juliet. Well, what started the. Uh, what they try to do there, they try to be farmers, but the land was very crappy to settle and grow stuff on. So, and then after that, just many weird events started happening, like not getting enough rainwater and not getting this. It just, just no. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like it said every time, every anything I read on it, every time they thought like they was getting ahead in the town and it was going to be something and to make a town. Something happened every Something time. Something was like, yeah. nope, not today. So then you were screwed either way because if you stayed, you committed suicide or you went insane. Wow. We yeah. should go. Definitely. But not for more than like 24 hours. Oh, no. You will. Lock me in. Yeah, I'm going to lock you in a whole town. Nice. I'll be by myself. No. <laughs> I'll just start eating my arm or something. Okay. So, I'm going to do the historic Hannah house. Now, this house has, like, some tragedy to it. It's really kind of sad. But this is in Andy, Indianapolis. Is that how you say it? Indianapolis? Indi- Indianapolis. In- Indianapolis, Indiana. So, this is on the south side of Indianapolis. And this is actually, supposedly, one of the most haunted places in the Midwest. But that's can be opinionated too so um this um indiana you know the state legislator um at the time was alexander Hanna, and he had built this 24 room house on madison avenue in 1858 and it was part of an underground railroad basically he was hiding runaway slaves to help them get their freedom that's cool. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, okay. Well, something happened really sad, like, one night, which was really awful and sad. He the, the lamps that they had back then, they were the oil lamps. Oh, yeah. Someone knocked it over by accident, like, bumped into it, and it started a fire, and everyone down there died. There was, like, I think a group of 20 people. Yeah, because back died. then, that's what the Underground Railroad was. They had to hide people in the basements and in safe houses or just... That's why they called it the railroad. It wasn't actually a railroad. It was just, you know, getting from this point to that point, and it was mapped out whose houses were safe. And Yeah. Well, and because he couldn't go and go to the police and say, hey, they have like 20 slaves here. They need to go to the hospital. He just kind of covered them up in dirt. and Yeah, so they didn't have them. a proper burial. No. So, I mean, they're probably pissed. Yeah. So, you know. And, I mean, people say the slaves haunt the house, which, I mean, you know, <laughs> understandable. Yeah, so, that's quite understandable. Didn't say what happened after that, but 
people say that like when they go and they go in the house and stuff, um, it reeks of death. <laughs> like you can smell it. Ooh, I wonder why. And occasionally the bath, the bedrooms like smell like rotting flesh. Mm. And um, then roses, all of a sudden, like a funeral. Wow. Um, the doors swing open for no reason, and then you get like really cold drafts when it's like no way like weird you know what i mean well and then people see alexander anna and it's open to the public so if you guys want to go check them out you can they offer ghost tours but also be careful because they've seen objects be thrown at people Mm, let's go there we can play dodge the object please (laughs) um and stuff's been we can be like ouch we can be like zach on uh Ghost adventurer. You want to throw something? Throw it at me. <laughs> throw it at me. Um, windows and doors, like, open and stuff, and then, like, furniture moves, you know. Mm, your typical run-of-the-mill good old stuff. Yeah, you know. The usual. So, <coughs> I was, like, reading that one, and I was like, oh, that's sad. But, like, also, they must be so angry that they now next next week's uh, episode should be better because I've got two pretty good sized ones. I have to research, but I'm not done yet. I have another one. Why don't you save it? Because I like this one. This one is for we. This is a new one. It don't this like one you. is few our viewers in uh, New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico, skinwalking country. <laughs> so. This one is the Santa Fe State Penitentiary. And you know how you you guys know how I am with my asylums. I don't know why, but I'm so fascinated by them. Maybe you should uh, go live in one. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Wake up and I'll be strapped to a gurney. Okay, so this place housed some of the, like, very worst criminals in New Mexico. And it was also the site of the most violent prison riots in history of the like, United States. One of them, um, of the uh, riots, 33 people were killed and more than 200 inmates were treated for serious injuries. That's crazy. They must have went all out for that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, inmates were buried alive, um, brutally attacked, set on fire, murdered in cold blood, just anything you can think of. Wow. Um, they do offer tours. <laughs> You know? So, basically, this was a men's maximum security prison, and it opened in 1885. And there was three deadly riots, you know, since it opened. Um, There was a former unit called the Old Main Unit, you know, like the main place. And it was built um, as in 1886. um, I mean, 1996. And it wasn't a prison prison, but it, like... I don't know how to explain it. It was like it wasn't a prison, but it was a prison. I don't yeah, really I love going to prisons that aren't prisons. Like it wasn't because it was a penitentiary, but this is like where they kept like the inmates that were basically this was a prison, but they call it a penitentiary. I guess that's like they kept yeah they kept like the psychological people there, like where they needed to be evaluated, I guess, and stuff like that. Oh. So yeah, um, but there. In 1955, two inmates were killed, and many more were injured. <laughs> so, and then in 18, I mean, 1980s, there was an extreme overcrowding and, like, poor 
food thingy happening and like basically based like whenever there's overcrowding there's not many people that like get the help they need and also you're in a maximum security thing so like you know well there was one guard to 100 inmates that's how many people there were so like you know wow well so they got to do what they wanted basically this group of violent prisoners temporarily were housed in a dormitory like style cell block well the 1980s inmates the whenever like the overcrowding took place they basically took over the um old that were the old unit like the night where they were uh, the old main unit yeah and they took that over for like 36 hours so like what almost two days yeah um and they tortured and murdered others like other inmates they completely destroyed it and then they repaired it and reopened it for 18 more years so wow. whenever that happened they had to um restore it and stuff and they made they fixed it up you know and then another incident happened after that that's whenever the two inmates were killed <laughs> so but it closed in 1998 so you know but people see shadows and apparitions and the cell doors just like slam and shut and mm. open and close um they get really bad cold spots and get this the electricity shut off in 1998 when the prison shut down the electricity turns off and on god well a lot of death happened there a lot of them prisons hold a lot of energy i know um, the cell block, uh, cell block three and four are the most haunted, and along with a tool room and laundry room. So you know, if you're ever there and you're on the tour, if you want to go check those out, you should totally do it. God, look at its old place. Oh, I know. I just look kind of at the outside. I haven't really looked at the inside. God, that was after the riots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they completely Jeez. destroyed it. Yeah. Golly. Y'all should totally go check out the pictures. Sorry, I'm over here touching crap. But, yeah, y'all should totally go check out the pictures. Well, it's been fun, guys. It's been real. But we'll have a lot more fun on our next episode, too, you scallywags. Yeah, sorry, this one's kind of boring. Also, we're really exhausted right now. Yeah. We're going through some stuff. We'll be recharged for the next one, ladies and gents. That ought to be pretty good. (laughs) Just to give you a little... Heads up. Uh, what are you going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about... Oh, Candyland. Carla okay. Crane. Okay. Don't know what that is, but I'm interested to find out. I don't know what I'm going to be talking about, so i got to find that out. It's a surprise. And then I'm going to be talking about... Okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna be going over the facts of my first story. <laughs> I, That's what it okay. looks like. Hmm. So yeah, I guess so. Wow, that's a long one. Yeah. And this is about the ghost of uh, Mister Mister Lockie, the ghost of. Oh wait a minute, I'm on the. That's episode four. <laughs> I was sitting there going, why does this shit wow. sound familiar? familiar? <laughs> I because it said done. I was like, what are you doing? Oh, I know. I write done on all my stuff every time I'm done with it. Okay, sorry. He had a brain fart. Hang yes, on, God. I was wondering. I was like, Dad, that says done. What are you doing? Anyways, now I'm on the right page and the right stuff. 
Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, next week I'm going to be going over the Colorado Riverdale Road. Okay. And my next story would be Delaware, Mr. Chew. Not at Chew, but Mr. Chew. And please don't say Chew because he will kill you. For real, just a little hint for next week. He used to get pissed off because people would go, at Chew, they'd call him at Chew. They wouldn't call him by his real name. His name was Mr. Chu. They'd say, Mr. Chu. And so, oh, okay. Okay, well, let's wrap it up. But um, as always, follow us on the gram, oh, the yes. Twitter, and the Facebook. Facebook. Facebook is South, I mean, Ghost Stories Told from the South. Instagram and Twitter is South Texas Ghost. TX is, you know, abbreviated for Texas. Email is... Ghost stories still from the south at gmail.com. And what are we on? Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Play. Google Play. And we got our stuff in for iHeart. We'll some, hear something oh, back from you. And here's some interesting nudes. Nudes, news. <laughs> Amazon. Oh, yes. And Amazon. Audible also hit us up. But yeah, Audible gonna, is a book thing, so I got to yeah. look into that. But yeah, they hit us up, so we're yeah. So we're gonna have a have a show coming maybe on Amazon. Y'all can check us out there too, fellas and ladies. <laughs> but thank you to everybody who's been thank listening, and we love y'all. So just keep, keep listening it up to us. Y'all keep downloading everything, and hey, oh. we have noticed how people listen to our stuff right when it comes out. Yeah. So. Oh, also, so for the month of October. We need to, we already kind of have an idea, but we're going to start, we're going to have like a bunch of stuff. We're going to be kind of starting in September for October, September through October. So send us spooky, spooky stories. We might so do we a question get ready. A. Just do like anything. Just start sending yeah, us Yeah, any stories stuff. that maybe happen to you or maybe in your hometown there's some legends or, you know, something cool. And you don't have to email us. You can do Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Yes. So, and y'all yeah. Y'all keep liking our stuff. We notice when it comes out, y'all are listening to it that day, which is awesome. Yeah, we love it. So, But okay, we'll let you uh, boogly heads go. So just, uh, yeah. Have I good, am uh, Stephen Booth, your host, and this is Lexi, your co-host. And you have been listening to Ghost Stories Told from the South. Have a good Wednesday. Love y'all. Check you later, man. Bye.